This whole podcast came from a folder on my computer of life lessons I was writing to share with my kids. We know that many lessons are best learned from personal experiences, and I wasn't trying to replace that at all, just give them a heads up about a few things. Lessons I learned the hard way by making mistakes that I would have loved to have a heads up about, or lessons I learned from reading books and listening to experts on different topics. I loved documenting what I was learning as an individual and as a parent and as a business owner. This episode is one of those that is a must listen for me, for my girls. Whether you are listening to this at age 16 or 60, the relationships you have with girlfriends are so important. In this episode, I'm sharing my story of a short period in my life when I failed to realize just how important it is to have really good girlfriends, the kind that you are so incredibly dedicated to and close with, you would do anything for them and they would do anything for you and you both know that. I'm telling you the support and love that comes from girls who always have your back is unlike anything else. Let's go. You're listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast, where we're obsessed with life hacks that make your life more awesome. Your host, Lindsay Dickhout, is an entrepreneur and business owner, a mom and wife, and someone who wants to do things over the top at all times. This concept started as a collection of things Lindsay has learned that she was documenting to give to her kids one day, and now it's a podcast. Join us on this journey where we talk about how to be awesome at everything we do. Here's Lindsay. Welcome back to the podcast. This episode is so important. This is one of my favorite topics and my biggest life lessons. It's so interesting. I was thinking of a couple days ago, I'm like, I wonder if I'll ever run out of podcast topics. And I was like, I'm never going to run out of topics because I'm never going to stop trying to learn and grow and become better and read books and share different things that I'm thinking about or that I've learned. And then over the last month, I've had a couple of good friends have birthdays. So I was writing them birthday cards and birthday text messages and posting on social media about it. So I've really been thinking about so many of the girlfriends in my life and why I love them so much and how much of an impact it has on my life. So then this morning I was like, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? I thought that I had covered so many of my biggest life lessons in different podcast episodes, but this life lesson is so important. And like I said, I think it is important for girls and women of all ages. And this is one of those lessons I did not learn by reading a book or talking to an expert or reading an expert book. This is the good old, old fashioned hard way by making mistakes. So let me tell you, let's start there. Let me tell you my mistake and why I think this is a very good life lesson. Like I said, nothing replaces your own personal experience. And sometimes, even if someone tells you something a hundred times, you have to experience it to really get it. But if someone gives you a heads up, I think you're likely to learn it quicker, understand it, look for it, be mindful of it. So that's why this is definitely one of the things for all of my kids, but especially for my girls because they're older. And they're girls, and we're talking about girlfriend relationships here. So I was in college. I went to, I'm from Orange County. I moved to San Diego for college, only like an hour and a half drive. Went to San Diego State for college. I was super excited to be an adult and motivated, dying to start my own business. So right away when I started college, I rushed the sorority. I joined Alpha Chi Omega, loved my sorority. I lived in the dorm right when I moved. And then from there, I moved into the sorority house. I loved the experience of being with so many girls and the dynamics of it, the camaraderie and the events. 
and the the dances and the philanthropy stuff, just all of it. Like to be so in a new city, I was very um, homesick right away. I even fainted getting my getting my ID card. I was in a long line. I'll never forget. I fully dropped to the floor. One of my best friends who had a birthday yesterday that made me think of this whole pot, podcast topic, Amanda had to drive me to urgent care or the emergency room and um, take care of me. I was so homesick. I was just so close to my family and I needed to kind of come out of my shell. So this sorority experience was so fulfilling to me and to have so many interesting different people who have come to college that lived in different parts of the country and wanted to do different things that had different perspectives on it. I loved it. And I I made so many good girlfriends in college and it was important to me. So went to San Diego State. I graduated a little early. I graduated in three and a half years because I was like, get me into my own business. This is my focus. This is what I want to do. I held a couple leadership positions in the sorority. And then my final year of college, I was the president of the sorority. So I really, like I said, jumped all in on the relationships and the friendships and the sorority aspect. I lived in the sorority house the whole time. I loved all of it. So graduate college, move back up, move in with my parents just for a couple months, started my business, Million Dollar Tan, started my day spa, and I moved in a loft above my business. Not zoned for a living, nothing like that. Didn't even have a shower. I had to walk down the stairs into the spa to shower in like the day spa shower with shower shoes on. Um, but I didn't care. I just wanted, I just wanted it so bad. And I think that there's something to be said for being that passionate and that excited and that go go getter. Like that's amazing. But the part that I missed is I just figured I've met all these friends and I, you know, have been literally living with all these girls for over three years. Like my relationships will, will continue. I was so submerged in it. I just assumed that they would continue. And what I did is I neglected those friendships, those friendships that were really important to me. I just figured I learned all this stuff in college. I'm dying to get out and accomplish things. And I it wasn't a good balance. And it wasn't until maybe two years later that, you know, in life, it was a short period of time. Like two years later, I was like, oh my gosh, I was so focused on this. And I just assumed that the strength of the friendships that I have from high school and from college and from people, you know, I've met otherwise would just, you know, would just maintain strong. But I've learned it doesn't work that way. Like anything, it's the, it's the consistent, it's the ongoing, it's the dedication to each other that you know, you're always there. And listen, some friends, some of my really great friends, I only see a couple times a year, but that relationship is just so strong. We both know no matter what, we're ride or die. We have each other's back. We're not going to say anything catty or, um, you know, talk about someone behind their back. Or if someone says something rude, we're going to stand up for them. It is unwavering. There is no question. I'm not talking about those. I mean, I think all relationships should be like this. Like you either love someone enough to really be their friend or you don't. And then you move them to the acquaintance pile and that's it. Like why have a friend that if someone else says something negative, you'll kind of like add something to, or, you know, kind of promote it. No, like who has even time for that? It, for me, you are in my ride or die friendship circle. Uh, and then listen, there's some people you don't know as well. And, and, and that's, and that's good too. But if it's someone that you're not going to be that dedicated 
that dedicated to. And for me, I think it needs to kind of be categorized differently. For my great girlfriends, there is nothing I wouldn't do for them and they wouldn't do for me. And I know that. The thing that I missed coming out of college is you have to constantly be giving your time and your attention and your focus. It has to be an ongoing priority always. I think a lot of times also, to be completely honest, I was focused. I figured I have all these girlfriends. Check that box. Now I'm going to build this business and I'm going to meet someone awesome. Like I was excited to start my business and then later excited to meet the guy who would become my husband. And that was the focus. But in doing this the wrong way, I realized a very a couple very important things about the relationship part of it. Your significant other cannot be your everything. Here's why. Having your relationship with your significant other and your girlfriends gives you better life balance. And also, you're not relying on one person to be your everything. If you need advice, if you need to cry, if you need to yell, if you need someone to 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 get, you know, vent to, whatever it is, we need different people in our lives who can be there for us. First of all, it's too much for to put on one person. And I realized early on in our relationship, I was doing that to him. I was expecting him to be my everything, kind of like my boyfriend and my girlfriends too because I still had girlfriends, I just wasn't prioritizing them and giving them the love and time and attention and priority that they deserved. So it created some friction. It also creates friction because if they have friends that they are going out and doing things with, it becomes difficult if you're dependent on them. Like I was always very independent and liked you know, being on my own and was decisive and things like that. But I realized I was dependent on him just because He had that strong outside friend circle, and I didn't at that moment. It's also fun and good for you to go out and do your own thing and have experiences and adventures and conversations and then come back together. There's more to talk about. You know, it's exciting. And I think that it's very easy to not realize that you're putting too much on your significant other. And maybe it's not their shortcomings because they're only one human. Maybe it's a function of needing other people. Another interesting point is through doing these podcasts and this very cool community and having conversations uh, on direct messages from people who listen to the podcast, a lot of people have have said about different topics, what if my family sucks and they're negative and they're not supportive? and they run me down, and they have expectations of me that I don't want, all that kind of stuff. How about this? How about, like, that's that's unfortunate, and you definitely have a disadvantage to other people who have a positive, you know, upbringing and, and support system. But here's the thing. How about you create your own new inner circle? Friends that become like family, I think, are such a superpower and can add such value in your life, whether you feel... Whether you have a supportive, positive family or you don't, I think that just knowing that is so powerful. You can create your own inner circle or new inner circle if it need if it need be. So let me tell you the very simple steps. One, find your people. Whether you know them now and you just need to give them more time and priority or whether you need to find 
new good friends. Maybe your friends aren't serving you anymore. Maybe they're not positive and supportive and people that you can call and rely on and know they're dedicated and know they always have your best interest in mind. If you don't, we need to find some. And here's the deal. It can't be one. I don't think it has to be a ton, but it can't be one person. Again, similar to the spouse thing, not one person can be everything. Everyone has different situations in their life. Some people are married. Some people are single. Some people have kids. Some people don't want kids. And also people have different life experiences and can bring different things. And you need more than one person to go to and to spend time with because it just enriches you as a person and your support system. Also, I've learned that other people like your spouse can go through things. For me, it was health issues with my husband. My husband had open heart surgery at age, he just turned 50, um, so 46. At 46, my husband had a triple bypass emergency open heart surgery. You better believe that, of course, my family was a huge support system, but also my girlfriends were like the biggest support system because I needed it. I needed to be strong and be there for my kids. Parker, it was the year Parker was born, 2017. So Parker was born in June. This happened in November. My husband, Craig, had the surgery the day after my girl Stella's seventh birthday. He was in LA at Cedars. He had to stay for monitoring before the surgery. So he missed her birthday in her birthday party. I had a newborn. Like The whole thing was a lot and overwhelming. And I, if you listen to the podcast, you know I'm a big fan of challenge yourself so that when tough things happen, you're mentally strong and you're capable and you don't just break down and crack. But I'm telling you, for me at that time, that wasn't enough. I needed those people on those long two-hour drive home in traffic that I could call and I could say, I just I just need to talk. I just need you to listen. Like I just got to get this out. I can't sit here on a silent car ride and Think about all the what ifs and the worst case scenarios because I'm literally going to lose it. I have to be, I have to get home with a good, with a good face on and a good attitude so I can be strong for my kids. And in doing this work with your friends, I think it's very key to do it with zero intentions. Like all these years when I've been, you know, there for my friends and surprise them with little things or be there when they're sad. I wasn't doing it so that they could somehow be there for me. I had no idea this was going to happen. This was going to be something that I was going to have to deal with in my life. I figured, you know, more like health challenges and stuff often happen when we're older. But the reality is it can happen anytime. My point is I was never being a friend so that I could get something out of it. It's just like this cool song and dance dynamic. You know, sometimes one person in the relationship has a lot more going on. And when you talk, it's focused mostly on those issues because they're the most pressing. Then other time life mellows out for you. And then it's more about the other person. I'm just telling you when life is good, when there aren't those struggles and those headaches, make sure it's a priority for you. Don't wait until you get the call that your husband needs emergency open heart surgery and you realize you have very little support system. And it's just so different. Like I am so close to my mom and my sister. They are irreplaceable to me. They they are like, we're so close. They're incredible and they're, they're my world. They're so, so important to me. Friends are different. It's just a different dynamic. And I think that's something that adds 
such a, a huge value to your life. Again, different people. You know the person you call when something, when a certain type of thing happens versus you call someone else. Maybe someone, you're so upset about something that happened with your 12-year-old, you call your friend who has a 16-year-old because you know they've been through similar. You're not calling your friend who just had their first baby because they probably haven't had the experience to relate or understand or give you advice or just listen without judgment. And that's the key, without judgment. The other key is be vulnerable. So here are our steps. Find your people. Be so beyond loyal and dedicated that they know through your actions and through your words, you have their back no matter what, no question, no wavering. Next, be open and be vulnerable. You reach that next level with people when you share your thoughts and your worries and your concerns. It's just like that next level. And I can't tell you how much I've learned by being vulnerable, by telling friends, you know, this happened in my marriage or this, I mean, nothing crazy. No one's, no, no one's, nothing crazy, but like this, I'm worried about this or, you know, this feels painful, but maybe something I don't want to say because maybe it's something I worry I'm doing wrong or not giving enough in the relationship. And then they, but it's hard to be vulnerable, but like that, but then their response adds so much. I'm like, oh my God, you're right. How did I not see this? How did I not know this? Yes, thank you. That's what I needed. Thank you for the shakeup and the wake up. This is a game changer. But if I wasn't willing to be vulnerable and open up and say the scary things and admit my admit my shortcomings, I wouldn't have gotten that advice and and that 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 thing that turned it around. Last step, keep them close. Prioritize them. Make time for them on the regular. Put it on the calendar. Even if you don't see people often, like we, people live in different cities and states, and I don't think that you have to physically see people that often, but it's just that feeling and put it on the calendar. Don't let a year go by without doing something with them, even if they live distant. It is a priority to you to connect and to stay connected and you're going to do it. Here's my favorite hack for keeping your, your relationships, your friendships with friends strong on the daily. Here's my hack. Set a timer on your phone to text people. Just takes two minutes a day. My alarm goes off every morning at 11 a.m. And it says, text a friend and drink water, the little heart. And that's it. And I stop whatever I'm doing at that moment or I wait a couple of minutes if I'm in the middle of something that can't be stopped. And I just take two minutes and I just text a few friends. Who's ever on my mind? My Right now, it's my girlfriend who just had a baby, her first baby, and she's just so excited. And then another girlfriend who is pregnant and due soon and you know in this environment with COVID and everything, it's extra stressful. Whoever's on your mind, it's genuine, it's authentic, it's not pushed, it's not forced, it's not stressed, but it's just like in your huge day with lots and lots of minutes, you have two minutes a day to text a friend. So set a timer on your phone, whatever time of day you think is most likely that you won't be doing a million things that you can actually stop and do it. You're not going to forget. Take two minutes. And that's the key. Don't take 15 minutes because then you'll stop doing it every day. It's just two minutes. Sometimes it's one minute, one minute a day. I fire off a couple texts to the people I'm thinking about, and then I'm just keeping connected and it just feels good. Another tip, give them your full attention when you're with them. Even if you see them all the time or not very often, I don't, I don't have this thing when, I mean, when I see people at restaurants and everyone's on their phone, I don't have this thing that a lot of people have where I'm like, oh, technology is ruining us. But I do think there is something to, to something very powerful about someone knowing that they have your full attention. You're not distracted. There's not something that's more interesting on your phone than the important person in front of you. 
And I think that how, again, going back to creating your own inner circle, how great that we can have our families, our families that we love and that are so important to us, but we can also create our own little families in a way, our friend families. I think that when you think about it that way, it gives it so much power and importance. So why do all of this? Why spend all this time and energy on people that aren't your parents and your siblings and your spouse and your kids? Why? So many reasons. I was reading through studies and preparing through this podcast and studies over years and years and through many countries. And basically the simple summary is people are happier overall who have strong friendships and prioritize their friendships. And they also said that friend that these people who have these strong friendships are also healthier because they tend to meet up with people and get outside and have lower stress. So why do all of this happier overall? Also, the highs and the lows in your life. I'm going to end the podcast with this like key message because this is this is it. The highs are more fun and the lows are easier to manage and work through when you have good girlfriends. Good girlfriends that you just you know they are they are so dedicated and loyal and I'm telling you That's the key for having this next level of friendship. Be open, be vulnerable, no judgment, no matter what. And you have to be unwavering in your dedication to them to where there's no question. Like they will do anything for you because they know like there's no question about your loyalty or your dedication to them. You are all in, ride or die, that's it. It creates this next level relationship that I I couldn't even have imagined when I was 20. So to the 22-year-old Lindsay, the friendships you are neglecting are what is going to bring you so much joy and happiness and love and support and friendship for those really high highs. You have those friends that are so happy for you genuinely. They're not thinking about themselves or how your big win at work or whatever it is affects them or you running a marathon. No, they're thinking, God, like that's incredible that you did that. And then for the lows, they're there to listen, to cry, to help get you through it, to see another day, to know that things will get better. Telling you the highs are higher and the lows are more manageable with really good girlfriends. No matter how busy you are or how full you think your life is, I promise you it is worth prioritizing girlfriends and being very intentional and consistent reaching out to them, putting them on your calendar, giving them your undivided attention, making them know that you are there for them no matter what. I'm glad I learned the lesson early in life and I was able to reconnect with those friends that were really important to me in college that I neglected for a bit of time. And some of them I never connected with in the same way. And that was really the lesson for, okay, I'm not going to let that happen again. When I meet these really cool people that I love, that we have a great connection, you hold on to that and the consistency of keeping it strong. And also, last point, not letting little things get in the way and hurting these good friendships, especially these long-term friendships. It makes me so sad to see all the you know, strong opinions and the divisiveness in our society right now ruin 
lifelong friendships. This too will pass. This season will be not so intense soon. And we need our people. We need our people. So I really think whether if you have these good friends and maybe a small issue gave distance between you or a bigger issue, I just think there's so much in the history together and so many of those relationships, if you both maybe stop being stubborn or let go of whatever it is you're holding on to, you can refresh that. And going forward in your current relationships, Without any, without any of these, you know, past hurdles, don't let little disagreements, we're all going to have different thoughts. Don't let that, I'm telling you, if one of my good girlfriends does something that I'm like, oh, whoa, I wouldn't have done that. I just think good for her, not for me. We all have different experiences that shape our decisions. And who am I to judge? We'll never, who knows, you know, time will only tell which way is the right way for whatever it is, even unrelated to COVID raising kids or family or the different things. Some people travel a lot without their kids and other people don't travel without their kids. And, you know, there's judgment both ways. But I just think if you can release that judgment, do not worry about things that don't affect you. Don't spend time judging your people. You will get so much closer to them when they know you love them unconditionally, even if they make choices that you wouldn't make. That's part of life. We're all different. And that's what makes us interesting. It helps us learn. And I'm telling you, There's nothing quite like that deep love that you have from having really close relationships with girlfriends. I feel so lucky to have so many really good girlfriends in my life, but I also feel so grateful that I learned this lesson early on. Some of it's luck that I happened to meet such really cool women and girls, but I'm also proud of myself for now making it a priority and making a commitment to myself to be consistent and dedicated and do anything for those girls because I know they would do anything for me and it brings so much joy and happiness to my life. I hope that this podcast inspired you and maybe made you think about something you hadn't thought about before and I hope you take two minutes now to text a girlfriend because it's oh so important. Thank you so much for listening and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast. For more info about today's episode and all past episodes, head over to howtobeawesomeateverything.com where we break it all down. Tell us what you thought of today's topic on Lindsay's Instagram at Lindsay's Cloud. Until next time, go out and be awesome because that's exactly what you are.